3: Right this way.
2: It's nice to try someone else's food for a change. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at with Amax.
4: I'm Diosa and I'm Mala. We're the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novela, which is a fancy way of saying a, a podcast. podcast.
5: Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, love at, at first, first listen. listen. We're
4: older, we're wiser, and we're
5: podcasting through a new decade of our lives.
4: This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again and getting to the the heart of our stories. We're going places we've never gone before and we're bringing you along with us. With new segments, correspondence, and a brand new sound. Season 9 is kicking off with an intimate interview with Grammy Award winning singer songwriter Natalia Laforcade. What's giving you hope right now? Well, when I see what music does to people,
0: Now let's get this party started. You're listening to Fox Sports Radio.
6: My chocolate star,
3: I've had a few, but not that many. The only love that gives me good and
6: plenty. Juicy fruit.
0: say Come on. Come on, Jonas. I love that song. Juicy Let's Fruit. was, juicy it, was Caitlin Clark last night. Oh, My yeah. goodness. Uh, ew. Juicy. Like, what does she
3: need, uh, 18 more? Caitlin to, like, break Clark. The, is the, awesome. uh, she uh, broke it. I thought she would like, but the all-time division one record, men's and women's.
0: Oh, for men's and women's, yeah. Men's, she saw some work, but even the, um, oh, what was her name? Is it Linwood? Um, Johnson. The, there was a there was a there was a, a most like total points for women's that wasn't I don't know if it was like confirmed or however they they phrase it, but leaves you know, up on that,
3: leaves up on game Annette Woodard this. Annette Woodard is that
6: right Woodard yes yeah, excuse oh, me that's how Way they off. say
0: Water in Limited. Jersey yeah.
3: Woodard I,
6: I know I, it's they do <laughs> that it, is how they say
3: it.
0: yeah yeah Woodard it was it was her record then last night it that's it she even she even surpassed <laughs> that they do.
3: Can we get the damn exorcist off the TV? Gee, what, what, what are we doing here? Like,
6: <laughs> Lee's all in on it, too. Uh, like, <laughs> He's all the way in on it.
3: Like, this movie did not age well. Like look at this, like the graphics. It's special, not
0: nearly ben. as distracting when Roberto used to be here.
3: Though. No, no, yeah, that's true. Yeah, Michael Douglas has not made an appearance in a long time. <laughs>
6: Michael Douglas or uh, colors, you know, Sean Penn. Yeah, I haven't seen Penn either. I haven't uh,
3: seen Pac Man. Yeah, no Pac Man. Also, Monsters yeah. Ball. Like, uh, yeah, no uh, Monsters Billy Ball. Ball. <laughs> it's weird yeah. how the uh, the TVs have changed around here for yeah. some reason uh, since Berno's been gone. Yeah, and the air is cleaner as well too like it just feels like a lot of things. Well,
6: I don't think that he would be able to impact the air that much. It w- it's a much more open space, you know. Yeah. than it was in the other one.
3: Well, I don't know. He tried hard. He did.
6: Um he definitely did.
3: It is two pros and a cup of joe here on Fox Sports Radio. LeVar Arrington, Brady Quinn, Jonas Knox with you. Uh, so we are bringing this show to you live here from the TireRack.com studios. TireRack.com will help you get there at unmatched selection, fast, free shipping, free road hazard protection, and over 10,000 recommended installers. TireRack.com the way tire buying should be.
6: I love how y'all like try to start a conversation real quickly an hour or two coming into to the first segment. What do you think that is? I don't know, man. Y'all, y'all try to create conversation. Y'all don't let that that intro music breathe at
0: all. I was just about? being reminded of what was juicy. Oh, no. yeah, Lynette Woodward, Woodard, by the way,
6: Wooder. You want some Wooder?
0: <laughs>
3: yeah. Why is it just Jersey? It says that. I we had, I had a neighbor. who you lived need a little was bit of huh? Like you want to get some watermelon? Like uh, you want? You need some water? It's like <laughs> we want to get some watermelon? <laughs> <laughs> like what? My my dad used to say Washington, Washington, yeah. Washington. Yeah, that was like his his big thing. It is weird. But um here's what else is weird. Worse uh that apparently um the NFLPA is going to make this say is this it like the second year that they've done this where they're doing these uh NFLPA Yelp reviews uh where they go around to see which teams uh are doing uh the best with their training uh staff, their facilities, their coaching, all the other things that come along with it. So the NFLPA report card comes out yesterday. And you've got the Chiefs who apparently have the worst owner, but they've got the best coach. Like it just it's, it's very strange. That like the Raiders, Mark Davis is like 12, but Josh McDaniels was 32nd when it came to head coaches. The Jaguars, who were 28th last year, have vastly improved up to number five. I mean, if, so, if, I just don't understand it.
0: For a long time, the NFLPA has done surveys of teams. Um, I, I think the whole report card, and all that this is the second year of them releasing them and doing this, what was most eye-popping um, was probably the fact that Andy Reid was the number one voted head coach based on the Chiefs players, right? Because this is all about players about their own uh, team and franchise they're playing for. They surveyed 1,706 players, and what's interesting is, is if McDaniels is 32nd, Reed is number one as far as coaches, but then Steven Ross is the number one owner. Meanwhile, you've got the Chiefs' facilities and ownership as as last, you know, with the co- combination of that. So it's weird that there's a disconnect between ownership and how Clark Hunt is viewed versus Andy Reed uh, being number one. So I, I, I mean, maybe it's more of, you know, when you went back-to-back Super Bowls, you know, as a head coach, you get a lot more credit for that, and the players believe in it. But I feel like the owners should be doing more. I mean, for, I, I don't know if the f- facilities have changed since I was there in 2012, but I, I, I don't think the facilities were bad necessarily. I mean, they, they, were, they provided everything that you needed, but they clearly could have been upgraded. If they haven't been since then, I think for a lot of college players who come from these universities that have immaculate training facilities – um, you know, you you would imagine that they would look at it and say this place needs a renovation, needs more money poured into it.
3: Why would the NFL not have the best possible facilities for their teams? Like, why would... the
0: owners are trying to pad their pockets?
1: Mm.
3: You can't, you can't throw down a little bit of cash to have better facilities, better setup for for the players. Like, stuff's I,
0: expensive, man.
3: I mean, they're making a, like even if they suck, they make money, like a ton of money. And they can't shell out a little bit of cash. Like, like how bad... Like it, Why are you like, spending other people's money, man? Okay, but how bad is...
0: Okay, let's put it this way, Jonas. We're, we're all part of this show. I don't see you taking part of your paycheck to put it into a better studio at Fox Sports Radio. What are you talking
3: about? Ooh. I have You You don't think I've not bought Ooh. sanitizer wipes to bring in to, to disinfect <sighs> everything? And wipes. By the way... That,
0: that's, that's your... Okay, what's the equivalent, LeVar, of a sanitizer wipes... 2AT facilities, is it sanitizer wipes? Is is that what it is? You're wiping everything down?
3: And I'll have you know, in my hand right here, I've got a a travel-side lotion container. container. All right, so travel-size lotion for anybody who's got dry hands. So don't tell me I'm not doing my part. I'm trying to improve You
0: realize what people think of you with your whole traveling lotion bottle. I don't care what they think of me. They right. just think that you're like the charge of security guard as soon as you get in your truck.
3: That's not true. I don't even. Yeah, a they do. They that. think you're
0: creepy, dude. Like yeah. that's that's what you're. That's what the persona you're, you're portraying out there. That's mm. listen. Got to stop fine. telling people that. Like
3: there, there are worse mm. things you could be compared to. All
0: Name right. a dude that doesn't have a problem like that. That carries around a, a, a bottle of lotion with him. I mean,
3: Lavar's in studio with me every. Like, how often do my hands go in my pocket in studio? Um. You like saw yesterday. I did. Like I'd, once, uh, once a segment. And you could argue that that my willingness to not partake in some of those disgusting uh, behavior, like moments that the charger security guard went through, like is also shown yesterday in the fact that I had a hole in my sweatpants yes, he did. in my pocket. Right? Yes, he that did. is a true story. Lavar saw it. <laughs> and here I am just using lotion to, he to did get a traumatize nice, me. Yeah. I had a hole in my pocket. I did not see me. I did not go solicit to see
6: if he had a hole in his pocket, by the way, it was, you know, kinda you know, popped on me.
3: Hey man, know? they're old sweats. There what you do go. you want from me? Right. I
6: mean, not to show me that you had a hole in your pocket. Just letting you know. And that was where your hand was going. Actually, not into the pocket, but yeah. into the hole. Just showing you, pocket.
3: like, yeah. so I, I was able to fight. You know, that, that's called discipline, right? So while you can sit here and mock my lotion habits, like it, I don't use it for disgusting things, like a, like some security guard for the Chargers. I don't know,
6: day. man. I thought that you were making the case that you do.
3: No,
0: like I'm not.
6: lotion, hand, n- hole it the in the you pocket.
0: know they yeah. lotion around with them. What travel what? size lotion bottle with them? Cause Cause I don't know anyone else. Cute. Like anyone. It's
6: hand lotion. Yeah, with a hole in your gray sweats.
0: Yeah,
3: and the pocket. I mean, if you guys want to go down that road, that disgusting road, that's fine. I, I mean, I, that's I what you. That's that's that your road. road. Hey, by the way, you know uh, the that boxer Jonas Lane. You know the boxer Ryan Garcia. Yep. All right. So he revealed that he uses lotion in his hair. So you guys can sit here and poo poo lotion all you want.
0: We're not poo-pooing lotion. It's We're making a comeback. you having a travel-sized bottle mm-hmm. and selling our entire audience yeah. every single I, I day. Mean, our second segment. The, the name that you're putting it on your hands. Listen,
3: the name can change. It's
0: like serial killer type stuff, dude. You got to stop it's, saying this. It's not
3: the way he
6: it handles is. it it's too. Really like, weird. like he's so gentle with it. It's like, what are you doing? It could be it could show like
3: Dexter about you. It could be shampoo. You see this? It could. It could be whatever you want it to be. I choose for it to be lotion. Nothing wrong with that. The point is, this has nothing to do with the fact that NFL Yelp reviews come out, and people think because the Jaguars went from 28 to 5, all of a sudden they're a legit organization. I got news for you. Maybe they should go back to being 28th. They were winning more games the year they were 28th than they were five in the end.
0: Yeah, I mean, if you're Clark Hunt, right. what'd you say? Like, I hope I get voted last next year, too? <laughs> like That's like they won Super Bowl. Like, what yeah. are
3: you— I mean, but how bad, like, what is the worst locker room you were in? Like, as far as, like, worst, like, where you looked around and went, oh, my God, I can't believe this is. I don't recall ever paying that much attention.
0: Yeah, it's not the the locker room. It's more like the, the weight room, the facilities. I mean, I would say this, like, Cleveland's redone there since I've been there. But, you know, they didn't even have a full indoor, you know, field. Now, Denver didn't either when I was there, but they've since redone it. And it's super nice. And they I think they're going to redo it again. Um, but they also had a much bigger weight room and training facility, too. So I, it's hard. I mean, the ones that stick out that were nice were like Seattle and the New York Jets. When I was playing, were like the top two. Hmm. Like you couldn't find better facilities in the NFL than those two. Now Minnesota's come a long way. They're at the top of the list. Um, Steven Ross, the job he's done with the Dolphins. Even while I was there in 2014, before they moved to their, you know, redid the stadium and and put their practice facility down by the stadium, they still had, like, really nice accommodations with where they were at. Now, they didn't have an indoor facility there like they do now, but they at least had, like, a a bubble that was bigger. So, um, I I don't know. It was tough. I mean, Cleveland, honestly, probably wasn't the best um, when, well, at least when I was there. But, like I said, a lot of that's been redone.
6: I don't really like. I said I, I don't. I don't know what was nice I, or what was not. Well, Washington's nice. I, like
0: always towards the bottom. Yeah,
1: so.
6: Washington
3: or uh, the Giants who had better facilities. Barb. Oh gosh, like, yeah. Close.
6: Like I said, I don't. You know, it was just all the same to me. You had meeting rooms, you had a a, a weight room, you had a training room. You know, it's just kind of all the same.
3: You to didn't me. notice anything about like it, it seems. I really mean, odd. I
6: didn't uh, see let like rats for and you. the and, Giants and, have and
0: significantly better facilities. Than Washington has. I
6: I mean uh, I wouldn't say that for the old facility that was in the Meadowlands that the I'll tell you the one they're in now. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. I've just never been that. there. I've never yeah. seen it. Like it, I just from my experience, I I didn't Were they not in you know.
3: MetLife when you played there? No. They were still in the Meadowlands? Mm-hmm. Did you see Jimmy Hoffa's body? No.
6: You didn't see it? But, but I Damn. I'm certain I ran over top of it though. Yeah. Yeah. yeah.
0: I think MetLife isn't that old compared to what you think it is, Jonas. I mean, I played the Meadowlands.
3: Yeah, uh, there you go. When was Matt Life around? Two because 2000... Oh, 'cause didn't It was
6: Odell Be when Odell Beckham got there, that around that time, right? Really? Wasn't oh. it?
0: I, mean, yeah, it, I think,
3: it, yeah. it it does make sense because they built it and then they got a Super Bowl a f- you know, a few years later. There's usually like a five year window where that'll happen. So yeah, I guess that makes 20 sense. Twenty ten. Okay. 20. Yeah.
0: I remember playing in the Meadowlands in college and in the NFL. Like that's it, it's not like it's, you know, How bad was the Meadowlands turf? Not good. (laughs) The worst part is, honestly, I was coming off a concussion the week before in college, and I was not feeling right, but I did not want to miss a a start. And I remember thinking, like, man, everything feels like it's moving so fast right now. And I just remember on that turf, I was like, gosh, this is like a fast turf. I don't know if they're moving fast or my brain's moving slow or both.
3: Also, when they said that uh, at the Meadowlands that the wind was an issue in like oh, yeah. one part of the stadium, oh yeah, what was the? Uh, it was
0: not one part. It kind of just swirled, it, but it was definitely windy.
3: I don't remember.
6: I just don't remember that part of my career. It's like a blur. In. Yeah, I just was just trying to to stay healthy. I think I think my focus was just on, like, dude, you're getting old. Like, let's let's get that one foot in front of the other. You know. And I like to try to make my uniform look good, too. That was kind of like my focus. (laughs) Yeah. You know, do my do my job. That was probably number one. Like try to like be healthy enough to go out there and do my job was probably number two. And then like, how did I look in my uniform? Like that was probably like a two two way. Two, were you a doing v. a lot of
0: glutes then? Is that what you're doing to fill out the uniform? No,
6: or you know, I was. I went back to putting the, the the pads back into my pants. Like there was a point a point where I didn't. So Are you doing lunges again? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, I, I did a lot of stretch board because I I could feel my Achilles heel. I could feel my heel, but I put my thigh pads and I, I instead of having the slim thigh pads, I got the thicker ones so I could thicker look like yeah, yeah yeah. So like, give me like some more contour, some more like definition, or you know some some more size to my legs because, you know, that's the that's one thing that people make fun of me a lot of is that I have little legs, you know, small legs. I mean, welcome to the club. Yeah, you
3: know, sexy I mean, though. I mean, you could see him through the hole in my sweats yesterday. Yeah. Like,
6: no, I, 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 I don't know what you're doing right now. Everybody's I, got flaws, man. I really did not go down that hole. I'm just saying. I did, that's a rabbit hole I stayed away from. Everybody's got flaws. Okay. Legs are not. I yeah. don't think my legs are flawed. They just aren't big, that's all. Like yep. my mom told me, you'll never see a lion beat a cheetah in a race, and you'll never see a Clydesdale win a Kentucky Derby. So, son, you're good. You're you're built for speed.
3: Yeah, Clydesdales are pretty cool, though.
6: Yeah, they're strong. But might never Clydesdale. Away from. If you had to choose, would you get an Arabian or or Clydesdale?
3: What's the difference? Oh, it's a big difference. What one's white and one's not? What? Aren't Arabian horses white? No, they're not. They uh,
6: no. Okay. Those, I mean those I probably, are like those are like really fast horses.
3: I would say probably Clydesdale just because it reminds me of the Budweiser commercials, like like of a viking or something like that.
0: Yeah. You even drink Budweiser.
3: Yeah, it's been a while. But uh it just reminds me of Christmas time seeing the the uh, Budweiser Clydesdales. And they have them in Chicago. They, uh, they, they'll they they have it, like, I forget where it's located, but they'll bring them in for the holidays.
6: If I had a horned hat and a battle axe, I'd want a Clydesdale. <laughs> if i want to, like, get away or, you know, like, make things happen, maneuver and all that stuff, i want an Arabian. There you go.
3: All right. Makes sense. Yeah,
6: there you go.
3: That'll wrap up our coverage of the NFL P and help reviews yep. of uh facilities and teams and organizations around the league.
6: Well, some is, organizations uh, have Clydesdale, you know, Clydesdale uh facilities and some have Arabian facility. Some have do. quarter horse facilities, you know. I get it. Yeah.
3: Uh it's two pros and a cup of Joe yeah, here yeah. on Fox Sports Radio. LeVar Arrington, Brady yeah. Quinn, Jonas Knox with you. So coming up next here from the Tire Rack so studios. Um apparently there is somebody in the NFL who people are not happy with. Still, they're gone. They're not there anymore, but people are still unhappy with them. That'll be yours here on FSR. Be sure to catch live editions of Two Pros and a Cup of Joe with Brady Quinn, Lavar Arrington, and Jonas Knox weekdays at 6 a.m. Eastern, 3 a.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app.
0: Hey, I'm Doug Gottlieb. The podcast is called All Ball.
3: people at O'Reilly Auto Parts are your one-stop shop for all things auto. Do it yourself, and you can find what you need in store or online. Stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts today or visit them at O'ReillyAuto.com slash two pros. That's O'ReillyAuto.com slash two pros. This is it. We've got an Amex Platinum Pro on our hands, ladies and gentlemen. We haven't seen anyone relax like this before in the Centurion Lounge. Two pros and a cup of Joe, Fox Sports Radio, LeVar Arrington, Brady Quinn, Jonas Knox with you here, coming up in about 20 minutes from now here from the TireRack.com studios. Apparently somebody's trying to screw up a good thing in the world of football, really trying hard. Uh, We will tell you who that is coming up here again, a little over 20 minutes from now on Fox Sports Radio. So the uh, Bill Belichick slander continues. Uh, Elliot Wolf, who's part of the uh, Patriots front office, uh, apparently... Uh, He took a shot at Bill Belichick with something like uh, the hard-ass era is over around here, something along those lines, uh, talking about the difference between Belichick and Gerard Mayo, to which Gerard Mayo had to go ahead and respond and talk about the comments made. Here was the new Patriots head coach.
0: Look, it's going to be different, but at the same time, I would say, look, Bill did a great job for a long period of time. I don't want you guys to take this as uh, because we're changing as shots toward the previous uh, regime uh, and saying that we will do it differently and it'll feel different. But at the end of the day, we would like to replicate the success that the prior regime has had. And so uh, I learned a lot from Bill uh, and also his staff. Uh, but now we'll we'll see what this chapter looks like in, in the franchise.
3: So they're off to a great start, uh, post Bill Belichick. Uh, the New England Patriots are, who by the way did not rank well in the NFL PA report card.
6: Do well you too. do you feel like this is kind of the fact that we're talking about this in in the media, like the fact that he's had to address it that way? A fa- the fact that someone would come out and actually say that this is the end of that era of the hard ass era. Are they setting? Gerard Mayo up for a fall with the fan base. I I mean, you're not going to outdo what what Bill Belichick did as a head coach there. So that's that's first and foremost. So when you look at what is success? What does success look like post Bill Belichick? It, it might take a little longer than what maybe people may anticipate or or what want as the owner of the team as the fans of that team when you start making drawing comparisons where it's it's a detracting type of way or derogatory way of how you're you're speaking of the 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 person that has just left that's as legendary as bill belichick is i don't know that that's a good play I just don't see that as being a productive play to even create a narrative where the new head coach has to be be addressing that as as what's a part of his you know as a part of what he's doing moving forward i, I think that's dangerous man
0: um well it doesn't help that his own player of of uh, director of player personnel is on the set
6: yeah exactly yeah exactly i i think that that's that i think that's a horrible miss that's a horrible miss. Like I, I, I would. Uh, I don't know. There would uh, there would need to be a reprimanding, like like listen. Bill Belichick is Bill Belichick, period. Like I don't want to hear anything else about anybody saying anything about Bill Belichick if it's not in in total admiration or respect. Done. Like if I'm Gerard Mayo, that's how I would address it. Like, all respect to, to my, my player personnel guy or whoever it is that would have said it. If it's the media that comes out and starts to do it, I would say I want to shut this down as quickly as possible, all right? And I want to make sure that there is no confusion in what it is that the words that are coming out of my mouth that are going into your ears right now. Bill Belichick is the GOAT. If I could have a, a small portion of of the success that that man has has enjoyed and has earned during the course of his career, I would have had a legendary type of career. So we need not make this a comparison between me and Bill Belichick. Do not compare me to Bill Belichick. I'm going to do my best to lead this team. But do not make it a thing where, oh, we had to get out of the way of Bill Belichick. Oh, the hard-ass era is over. Don't do that. Don't put me or my, my team in that type of, of light. Don't paint us into that type of picture. It's not okay. It's not productive.
0: By the way, Elliot uh, Wolf, I was wrong. He's the director of scouting for mm. the New England Patriots. And he has been for the past couple of seasons, which also makes you wonder if he made the comments somewhat, um, I don't know, due to some of the frustration and how things were handled beforehand with Bill Belichick. Um, if it was just maybe a moment where he... Got a little loose with it, but but to your point, I think it puts Gerard Mayo in a tough spot because he already has to respond now and talk about you know whether or not it's a shot at Bill Belichick and and what's how is he going to make it different than how Bill Belichick had like it already drums up more interest from the media than we probably ever had during the entire tenure from Bill Belichick. Yeah. Like If there's one thing Bill Belichick I thought did uniquely well in comparison to every other coach probably throughout the history of the NFL is he was able to keep the focus on winning a Super Bowl and not allow the drama of what occurred potentially in the locker room, outside of the locker room, to impact the focus or take away from the attention of the players and staff that he had. It, 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 I know it sounds very simple, but if you really think about throughout time, there were some tragic things that took place. Aaron Hernandez. And for as, as much as that was, I mean, so, I mean, so much that I went into that, there was still this element of consistency in the way they went about and played, focused, had success, et cetera. Despite, like, tragic stuff. And so, when you really look back on that, like he did that as good as anyone. And already, before even playing a game now, between, you know, Elliot Wolf saying something and Gerard Mayo having to address it, like that's where we're at with New England. I don't think there's any doubt it's going to be drastically different because Bill Belichick's not there anymore. I think the tough thing for New England fans is you could also have a really, really, really hard time trying to find the same success you had with Bill Belichick.
6: Do you they guys, may never find it ever again. No, they're they're ne- they may be an yeah. average team from here on out the do rest you, of the way.
3: Do you guys think New England's going to be good next year? Because I no. think they're going to be awful. I don't, like, I don't think. I think they're going to be good. The idea that... Belichick's so well, we got rid of Belichick, so you know, things are looking up. It's like, okay. Like the problem I, I don't look at it and go, well, the problem was Belichick. Like the problem was, yeah, the roster and if you want some blame for it, or if it's Elliot Wolf who's the director of scouting, like whoever gets the blame for it. But the idea that now that you've gotten rid of him, everything's gonna be fine here. This isn't a a Josh McDaniels in Vegas situation where the players are all jumping for joy and everybody's, you know, celebrating the fact that he's gone. It just it feels like that, like people are getting their licks in. Almost the bottom
6: right? line is it's here nor there as to whether it was his fault or not. At this point, he's no longer the head coach. What we do know is that he has had one of the most historical runs in terms of success of any coach in any sport. They
3: should most. they should thank him. <laughs> most. They should thank him and celebrate him and figure out and decide when they're going to you know put his even statue a,
6: a, a, a a Jonas. Even if you don't mean it, even if you got to force it out of your mouth, you could despise. You could think he's a despicable human being. I don't care. I'm sitting everyone down. If I'm craft, I'm sitting everybody down. Don't let one more bad thing about Bill Belichick come out of your mouth or you're gone. You will not bring this, you will not, this will not be the reason why we have unnecessary scrutiny and get get pulled down is because y'all can't control your mouths and how you talk about the goat. Shut your mouth. Shut your mouth. What's the old adage? If you don't have anything good to say, then don't say anything at all. It does you no good. It serves no purpose for you to say anything that is detracting or derogatory about Bill Belichick today. It doesn't. Leave it
3: alone. What what day? Today. <laughs> today. Yeah, it, I mean that's why you know I look at it and I go, it's just not the silkiest of things to do. Like when you're <laughs> trying to transition out of uh, one coach to the it's next in the end. Yeah,
6: well, it. I'll tell you what is silky. Mm. There's so many great things about Silk. The flavors, that's what's silky. That's super good, you know what I mean? The nutrition, the recipes. One thing that doesn't get enough attention, though, with all those things being said, is the shelf-stable option, you know, which will stay fresh without refrigeration until open. Meaning, people, go ahead and stock up. And if you want to stock up, you learn more about Silk products at silk.com. Oh yeah. Huh. Yeah.
3: Two pros and a cup of Joe here on Fox Sports Radio. I mean, I I could have sworn that there was a story that came out months ago that Caleb Williams wanted uh partial ownership of NFL teams and you know, if anybody was gonna draft him, they had to they had to have all that lined up. Just it's weird how they things have changed all these months later, you know, with the draft coming up. Just weird.
6: When reality touches down, man. Yeah. You you start to realize uh you're not vying for ownership you're jockeying for a job
0: yeah, for employment. <laughs> yeah um,
6: that'd be that's that's two different that's two different deals like now, now the rubber is hitting the road you know let's let's get real about this
3: and that's why Breer made the point when we we're in Super Bowl he was like you know there's some questioning whether or not some of that messaging was Caleb Williams or Caleb Williams dad mm. as to who was uh who was mm. the guy who was who do you think it. it was Jonas probably his dad
6: oh, okay do you know yeah. his dad no. How you know it was his dad then?
3: Well, he asked me. I got to make a decision. Do you know Kayla had... Williams?
6: No. How you know it wasn't Kayla Williams?
3: I'm gonna go with his dad.
6: See, my whole thing is is in these type of scenarios, it's like it could be it could it's a it's a proposition of of if it's real or not, and if it were real, does it even matter? Does it even matter who it came from? Because I, I mean, when it comes down to it. Caleb could clear it up or not clear it up, and I think that's what he did. Isn't that what, what the the statements that came out from him, is that those things weren't things he said and that he would be happy to play for any of those teams, including the Bears? See, to me, that's, that to me dispels somebody may have been, it might have not have been Caleb or his father. It might have been uh, an agent or an associate or something to that effect, and and, and people took it.
0: So no. you don't think it was anyone with the last name Williams?
6: It's possibly, uh, uh, it's possible that it's a no. It's Williams, not a Williams, not Williams or Johnson.
0: My well, boys are growing up. Williams,
6: Williams, Williams. Yes. Williams. yeah, yeah. Now it's possible that it's not, but it's very possible that it is. But in the end, we don't know if it was Caleb Williams. All we Williams. know is is that now Caleb Williams has come out and said that he will. Could have been his daddy. Could have been his daddy.
0: Yeah. He's saying all the right things. Yeah. You know, he's he's doing all the right things so far. Like I said, I, he's the best quarterback prospect in this draft. There's always drama surrounding stuff. I, I remember when this um, came up about Joe Burrow when Cincinnati had the number one overall pick, and there are some narratives about that. And why doesn't he just come out and say he wants to be a Cincinnati Bengal? And I think as you know, a player when you're in that those positions, you're you're just saying like, look, I just you know be happy to go play for the Bears or anyone else you would if they would trade up because that's a possibility. Like, do do, you, do do people think that he's not hearing the same thing about, hey, Chicago could take him at one, or could they could trade out of it? Well, if he's hearing that, then he's like, all right, I'm, I'm pitching to all 32 teams or all teams that could be potentially trading up. So I want to make sure how I say this isn't, you know, saying, oh, I only want, want to be a bear, uh, you know, a Chicago Bear. It's like anything you say is going to be twisted and contorted. It feels like at this particular moment in time. Yeah.
3: Uh, it is Two Pros and a Cup of Wheels. Joe, Fox Sports Radio, Lavar Arrington, Brady Quinn, Jonas Knox with you. Coming up next here from the Tyrac.com studios, somebody's already trying to get their hands on something that's a good thing in the world of football and ruin it. We'll tell you who that is next here, Fox Sports Radio. Be sure to catch live editions of Two Pros and a Cup of Joe with Brady Quinn, Lavar Arrington, and Jonas Knox weekdays at 6 a.m. Eastern, 3 a.m. Pacific.
1: And these stories are about how we got here, both on and off the court. And what's next? Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Two
3: pros and a cup of Joe. Fox Sports Radio, LaVar Arrington, Brady Quinn, Jonas Knox with you here. Coming up top of next hour, a little over 10 minutes from now from the TireRack.com studios We do have a surprise at the NFL Combine, something that you don't see a lot of, but apparently somebody's trying to make a difference. That'll be happening here, and we'll get into that for you. Coming up here a little over 10 minutes from now on FSR before we get to this discussion about somebody trying to screw up a good thing in the world of football. We do want to remind people that shortly after the show, our podcast will be going up. So if you have missed any of today's show, be sure to check out the pod. Just search 2Pros wherever you get your podcast. Be sure to also follow, rate, and review the podcast. Again, just search 2Pros wherever you get your podcast. You'll see today's show posted right after we get off the air. And so we've been. Talking about how much fun the college football playoff is going to be, the 12 team playoff. It is going to be a blast. Everybody's looking forward to it. And then all of a sudden, there's this new 14 team playoff model that has started to come up that they've been wanting to discuss and have had conversations about. about and apparently, it is gaining momentum. And the way this one reportedly would work would be a 3 3 2 2 1 model in which three automatic bids would go to the Big Ten and SEC, two such bids would go to the ACC and the Big 12, and then one of the highest-ranked group of five teams, and then the three remaining at-large bids would be divided up among the next highest-ranked teams. So it appears like the Big Ten and the SEC are trying to go ahead and grab as much control as they can to try and get as many of their teams in the college football playoff under this new 14-team
0: model. So, How is it possible... How is it possible that we have not even played one year of a 12 team playoff and we already have the College Football Playoff Management Committee messing this up? Mm. Like, I'm okay with us saying conference champion teams are automatic qualifiers. Like, I'm okay with that. Big 10, SEC, ACC, Big 12 all get there. It's highest ranked group of five. There's five. Then let the rest, whoever it is, why are there automatic qualifiers? If the Big 10, which has expanded, has Ohio State, Michigan, Penn State, uh, Oregon, right? Like, And let's say Washington. If all five of those teams are five of the top 14 teams, they should be playing off for it. What are we doing? Like, it's just absurd that we feel – and by the way, it's about money. Like, that's what this is about. This is about money. The conferences want to kind of, you know, create their stake and plan it and be able to, you know, know or have an idea of how much money they'll be generating from all of this. And I think there's a a little bit of a thought to it being equitable as well to – the ACC and big 12, even though it's not, if you're only giving them two spots for automatic qualifiers, as compared to three for the uh, sec and the big 10, I, I just look at it. And I think, like, what are we doing? This is how bad, like, co- like this is the problem with college football right now is everyone wants to say, well, we have all these issues. We have all these issues. We need someone to come in and help. This is part of the problem is the people who are there making decisions who think they're trying to help are making it worse. Like, am I on an island here? Does anyone feel like there should be automatic qualifiers? If yeah, the, the SEC champ may be great. Maybe there's another team. Why is it the rest of the SEC stinks? Do these deserve to get another team in? It wouldn't work in any other
3: sport. Like no other sport no, does this. No
0: other sport does this because because it's about money. Hmm. This whole thing has become about money. Yeah. And and these these conferences and these schools like they're all getting greedy. It's like at some point. This is about football. It's about competition. It's about letting the best teams square off and play. I have no idea how we've been able to allow this college football playoff management committee to have such a stranglehold on all this.
3: Like if you wanted to water down, because that's been the big fear. If you expand the playoffs, you're going to water down the regular season. Like If you wanted to water down the regular season, this is the way to do it. Because now if you're one of these Big Ten or SEC teams, you're like, well, as long as you finish in the top three, we're fine we got an automatic bid like I, I'm with you like best team in the ranking
0: gets the gig like, that's they, how it should
6: work but I mean if you win your conference I get that yeah automatic and, qualifier you and, win your conference
0: and I understand there's st- still three at-large bids like I, I understand that for people out there who are like well you still could get some big 10 and SEC no it doesn't matter if, if there's six big 10 teams so be it like so be it like th- they should be allowed to have that many seven I, I don't care I just want to see the best teams play off for it. I, I, I honestly don't even care if it's, like, Liberty and and you know whoever else we want to throw in from the group of five. Like, if you have two group of five teams, so be it. If, if there was a two of the best teams, if it's Boise State and Liberty or someone else who finds their way in, so let them play off for it. Like, I, I, I don't understand how we take something that can be so great in a playoff format, and before it even gets started, we mess it up. <laughs> It's unbelievable, man. I feel frustrated, like I'm frustrated with my kids, Mm. and you give them a simple task, and they can't figure that out. Mm. Because I love them, man, and I want the best for my kids, and I want to watch them grow and become something great. That's how I feel about the college football playoff. Mm. Like this could be something great. I love college football. I love the game of football. And I watch these Nimrods mess up this whole thing. Mm-hmm. Oh,
6: sound like it's the Kansas City man. Chiefs
3: uh <laughs>
6: the dude the lawyer. God dang.
0: Well, why I left out the football references. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, that is true.
3: Um yeah, I just I wanted to just get to 12 and then we see that and then we can figure out, you know, what what works best. I was I was always under the assumption if we went to 12 we're going to get to, you know, most likely 16. Like you know once you expand it once it's like the NFL playoffs you get to right. 7 teams you're going to get right. to 8 eventually at right. some point. But Damn man, give it a couple years. qualifiers, at least, qualifiers, like, at least they, one.
6: They win their conference, and the rest you take by by ranking. Right, take the top ranked dudes. Period. That's it. It's like how like like you says. It's not hard. That's it. We just saw. It's it. Frustrated man. Yeah, it's all right. all right. There you go. Another hour
3: to play with here. All
6: right, let's play with it.
1: Oh, oh, oh,
0: O'Reilly.